0: A Typical Artist and Lillian Holman present Greenhouse. Letter 10. Why He Loves Psycho So Much Dear Rose, sorry about the shaky handwriting. Full disclosure, I sent my last letter only like five hours ago before I left for what I thought was my date, but now I'm home from that and you need to know what happened. I also saw that a letter came from you in the interim, but just so you know, I haven't had the chance to read it yet, and this feels more important, so if I don't address it, don't think I'm ignoring you. First off, Jason is no romance writer. I'm not even sure his name is Jason, but I have to look into that. Like I said, all this just happened, and my head is all over the place. Okay, I'm just going to tell you in chronological order, because I can't make sense of this right now. The evening felt pretty normal at first. He complimented my outfit and went out of his way to get me flowers from another shop. We listened to the Beatles in the car and laughed a lot. It feels totally surreal now because I thought I was starting out on the best night of my life. We got to the restaurant and the waitress was super charmed by him and we got a table by the window. After we ordered though, he casually mentioned your dad. He made it seem like he had just heard that Henry used to live around here. He played the innocent and asked if he'd ever been in my shop. I said he had, and lots of nice things about how he came in every Friday afternoon so you could start the weekend off with flowers. I obviously didn't say anything more than that, though, and only said how much I missed him since he passed. I thought we'd move on, or maybe share memories of watching his show as a kid, or, well, he would. No TV in my house, remember? But instead, he started asking if Henry had ever mentioned anything more about you. I said he hadn't, only how much he loved you and how proud he was of your writing. I tried to play innocent again and say I couldn't follow a lot of what he said since so much of what you do is online. That seemed to work, but then he asked if he mentioned anything about Groveland. I said no and tried to change the topic to some of the movies I had been watching, but then he kept coming back to this Groveland thing. That's when I started to get a bit of a weird vibe and... He started talking about all these awful rumors about how your dad broke some contract and nearly bankrupted the studio. I told him that didn't sound like Henry, but then he started in about the laziness and unprofessionalism of some people. And while I admit to being pretty naive about most things, I was in college long enough to know about dog whistles. I tried again to defend your dad, but he was totally monologuing, and I didn't know what to do. At that point, though, my stomach started to hurt, so I excused myself to go to the restroom. Okay, now I need to confess something, and I realize you may never forgive me. But you deserve to know. Earlier in the conversation, he had asked me to look up the year your dad went off air, and I had left my phone on the table afterwards. I use my phone so little with people that I didn't really think about it and forgot it when I went to the bathroom. The problem is that because I don't really spend much time with other people, I don't have a passcode on my phone. This is all to say that when I started making my way back to the table, I saw him holding it. I realized there could have been so many reasons for this. He could have been checking the time or maybe looking for something in his teeth. I also don't know how long he was looking at it. All I know is that he was holding it, and I only realized after the fact that all the photos of our letters are on there and the emails to your lawyers are, too. He wouldn't have been able to see the contents of the letters, but he might have seen they exist. I, of course, immediately freaked out and rushed back to the table, but he had put the phone down by then. I made up some weak excuse about my stomach and rushed out of there before he could say anything more. I tried to get the waiter to call me a taxi, but he said it would be faster if I use a rideshare thing, so he helped me figure it out and download it, and I went outside and kind of hid in the bushes, you know, just in case Jason came out, until the car came. That whole process didn't really help me relax, and on top of everything, I really hope I did it right and that I tit the person enough, but that's a different topic. All you need to know is that I was scared the whole time, and my head just kept bouncing between what if this driver is a serial killer, to what if I'm sick in their car, to what if Jason saw the letters and is going to expose everything. And that was my state of mind when I sat down to write to you. So, safe to say I need to process, but before I do, I need you to know now how incredibly sorry I am for my own stupidity. I can't believe I went out on a date with this person, and I am so, so sorry about my phone. I can't stop replaying it in my head, and I've never wanted to go back in time and fix something more. I know sorry is probably not enough, and I'm really hoping that my brain is blowing all of this out of proportion, but like I said, I thought you deserved to know if even it turns out to be nothing. I hope you're doing better, and know that I'm your friend no matter what, and... Even if you don't want to be my friend anymore. Regretfully, Abby. P.S. I understand why he loves Psycho so much now. Greenhouse is a production of atypical artists. It was written, directed, and edited by Lillian Holman. The voice of Abigail Adams is Helen Highfield. The show art was designed by Emily Chen. Greenhouse is produced by Lauren Shippen, Brigham Snow, and Lillian Holman.